Bloomington Out Loud, a look into relevant news, recent developments, and must-have info about things happening in and around Bloomington. Welcome to another edition of Bloomington Out Loud. I'm Katherine Murphy, Communication and External Affairs Manager for the City of Bloomington. You know, when I started this podcast, I, I knew it was going to be a, a great chance to talk with the people that keep the city running, but I also knew that eventually I would get to talk to this guy. <laughs> Mose Rickey, Superintendent of Recreation for Bloomington Parks Recreation and Cultural Arts. He is a jack of all trades, quite possibly the nicest guy working here at the city. And I could go as far as to say that he's the nicest guy in Bloomington, if not central Illinois. If you can't tell, he's one of my favorite humans. From the minute I met him, 13 days after starting with the city, there was an instant bond of friendship and Mo's. I thank you for that, and I thank you for taking the time out to talk to me today. Catherine, the feeling is mutual. I am absolutely radiant red and blushing. I appreciate the kind words. The, the, the check is in the mail. Fabulous. So thank you. Well, let's talk about your humble beginnings. Where are you from? You know, you pull up around the dinner table. Start the story, Uncle Mose. How did you wind up here working for the city? Absolutely. Well, I'm actually, I'm a stone's throw from Bloomington is where I was born and raised in Gibson City, Illinois. Uh, small rural farming community. I'm sure anyone that was uh, has lived around this area is familiar with it. <clears throat> Probably some of the best small town football you're ever going to come across. And, uh, but I had cousins uh, that lived here in Bloomington. So we spent a lot, our family uh, our, is very close knit. And so I spent a lot of weekends up here with my cousins. So I was familiar with Bloomington. And... Um, when I had the chance to come back, uh, I absolutely leapt at it. And uh, the only thing, if I could change anything, it'd just be the fact that I wish I had the opportunity sooner. This community is uh, just the absolute best community I've ever lived and worked in. I love it. So you've done a lot of different jobs, though. In uh, mm-hmm. you left Gibson City, and where did your trajectory take you from there? Absolutely. So I had uh, after leaving Gibson. Uh, I had actually made a short stint uh, up in Bolingbrook, Illinois to finish my high school career out. And while I was there, I had the opportunity to uh, participate in some athletic endeavors along some gifted athletes. And because of that, uh, I got an opportunity to be seen by uh, probably some college scouts I wouldn't have had a chance to be seen by otherwise. And I, I had a scholarship to play football for a Division II college down in Bolivar, Missouri. And so I went down there. I got a degree in community recreation with an emphasis in business. And uh, after that... Uh, I tried to come home and bum on my parents' couch for as long as possible, and uh, they did. They were they caught on right away. I don't know how. I guess it's hard to hide when you're six foot three and two hundred ninety pounds. Like <laughs> tried to blend into the couch, it didn't work so hot. And uh, they had me start uh, applying for, for jobs. Obviously, they gave me a kind of a little timeline there, which I appreciate. And I ended up working for. I uh, uh, was able to get a position with Clement. Uh, it's a French company, and it's a. Uh, all-inclusive resort type situation and the methodology uh, behind Club Med is the fact that it was started to bring people together in fellowship uh, during their uh, time away from home uh, which I really kind of personally credit with uh, helping me and my uh, customer service skills. Uh, The customer always came first and uh, I learned that um, to go above and beyond was not really above and beyond for the customer it was the expectation. So I went down, I started working for Club Med in the North America zone in uh, Florida, and I worked with uh, in a family village, 
taking care of babies, actually, uh, little babies. Uh, I loved it. And I worked my way up into the uh, work with children. And after that, I uh, was able to procure a spot in Turks and Caicos uh, on the island of Providenciales for a single village uh, inside the club network. And uh, I was there for a while before coming back to the States in between contracts. And while I was home, uh, I had seen that the town of Paxton, which everyone knows in Ford County is the second best town, followed after Gibson City, of course, the best town in Ford. And I was uh, able to secure a position as their executive director of their, their park district, a small community, but a park district that was uh, extremely rich in uh, diverse and a wide varied amount of programming for the size of the town it served. And uh, doing that for a few years, I decided to go back up north to be uh, close to my auntie and my uncle again. And uh, I worked for Park District of Lombard, City of Villa Park. Uh, I was a superintendent of recreation for the village of Roselle, which is near Schaumburg. And then right before I came here, I had been the director of parks, recreation, and cultural arts for the village of Palos Park, which is in the southern part of Cook County. And we talked about the fact that I lived in the suburbs of Chicago, and it seems as though, you know, through Club Med and the Turks and Caicos, and obviously your search for me through the suburbs of Chicago, what's been your favorite job so far? Uh, Honestly, it's going to sound cheesy, I'm sure, because we're doing this podcast, but this has been my favorite job. Um, Every one of those positions I had, there was something special about them, and uh, and I enjoyed them thoroughly. But this is the first place I've had the opportunity to work where um, immediately... Uh, to your point, it feels like home. Uh, I am closer to home. And it's good to be around people that I work with and people who I serve in the community that um, are very like-minded uh, in our values, uh, in our the way we look at the world, and the way that we appreciate life. So I would say that, you know, for sure, Bloomington is just all encapsulating uh, the... Uh, the best parts of all the other jobs brought under one roof. There are so many people that are going, seriously, man, Turks and Caicos, Club <laughs> Med, really? Yeah. I'm going to tell you, that's a lot of sunburn. <laughs> that's a lot of sand in places you don't want. Between in the toes. craw. Between your Sand toes. in the craw. <laughs> yeah. And um, listen, you can only eat so much conch. <laughs> you know, I want, I need, I need a hamburger. I got to throw some cheese on it even better. <laughs> So as easygoing as you are, there has got to be some things that bother you. So what's your biggest pet peeve? It's, it's been my bugaboo since I was a kid. Bullies. I do not like to see. I do not. Uh, bullies. And I see sometimes, uh, you know, especially in this position, right, we, we do a lot of negotiating and we work with a lot of different groups. And different individuals, different leaders will have different uh, methodologies in which they come to the table to negotiate. And anyone that ha- takes on a bullying or intimidating persona that just really rubs me the wrong way life is too short uh, and I that risk that, that's something that I absolutely abhor I'm with you on that one thank you so since I know nothing about the world of recreation mm-hmm. what is a common myth about your field first of all I don't believe that's true at all I believe that <laughs> you know a lot about recreation more so than you're letting on but I understand this professional show and we'll keep it that way right very right. professional right um I think the misconception a lot is uh, I'd have to like maybe use my family as an example and uh, a lot of times for the maybe the first 10 years of my career I had to explain to him that uh, explain to all my family at Thanksgiving Christmas Easter birthdays weddings that um, I am more than a glorified basketball coach 
uh, that was <laughs> everyone really thought that was maybe all I did, and uh, and and I swept the floors afterward. Um, well, those are true. Those have been parts of the things I've done in the past. Uh, I think people don't really sometimes tie recreation into just athletics, and recreation is so much more. Uh, you know, we have a vibrant and thriving parks system. Uh, we're we're very green-minded. We uh, we want to protect and uh, utilize our green spaces. Uh, recreation, very involved in the cultural arts. Uh, we want to bring those things to the forefront and give people opportunities uh, to expose themselves to things that they would not normally have the opportunity to do without us. So it's multifaceted for sure. All right, it's time for the Out Loud 8. Same eight questions that I ask everyone every time I talk to somebody during this podcast. Are you ready? Born. Okay. If you could do one job other than your current one, what would it be? I would be a fishing guide uh, up north where there would be a plethora of walleye, pike, and smallmouth bass. All right. What has been your biggest learning experience? My biggest learning experience has probably been... uh, Failures. Uh, I, I believe that when you do something right, there's a takeaway. But I, for me, anyway, personal experiences, uh, when I have had setbacks or I have had things that didn't go my way, I feel like I have learned. I have been educated much more deeply than I have from any time something has gone right for me. Good answer. So what are you, this is number three, what are you sure. not very good at? Eating salads. Uh <laughs> Uh, I'm terrible at saying no. I'm a people pleaser, right? Probably another reason I got into this business. Uh, I, 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 if I can find a way to not say no, I will, even if it hurts. I got you. Number four, something you believe or believe in that almost no one agrees with you on. <laughs> uh, I'm going to answer. Something, okay, well, I, I would have to say probably uh, the fact that uh, – the world's actually a great place to live in. I feel like more and more I don't hear people say that anymore. I still 100% believe uh, in this world. I believe in the people that live in it. And uh, when that stops happening, it would be a sad day. Number five, what is the biggest surprise in your role with the city? Biggest surprise? So I'm not new to this. I'm a bit long in the tooth. I've been, I've been doing this for over 20 years. And, and as you stated, uh, you know, I've spent some time out of this country. Uh, I've spent some time uh, up in the northern suburbs uh, around the Chicago area. Um, <clears throat> the biggest surprise I had coming to the city is the the blanket of common sense approach the administration the city takes. Uh, never have I been afforded the luxury of having being surrounded by so many leaders that uh, have good common sense. All right, number six. What would you say to eighteen-year-old you? It's gonna be okay. I think it was me. Maybe not everyone is this way, but when I was younger, I think I worried about things that were going to sort themselves out anyway. So I wish I had maybe just taken it a little more easy. Going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Number seven, the best compliment you've ever received. The words you said before this podcast. It's not. <laughs> I'm sure you're complimented often. I think any time, uh, I, I tell you the biggest compliment for me, and again, it does harken back to the your words, but anytime someone refers to me as a, as a friend, a true friend, uh, you know, I believe in the definition of friend and that word holds a lot of value with me. And so when someone refers to me as a true friend, um, that, that is a, that's a, that hits me deep. 
Alright, and number eight, your favorite thing about Bloomington. Besides Catherine Murphy. Besides me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that in Bloomington, Illinois, I have the ability to do just about anything I want. I think a common misnomer is that you got to be up north of I-80 to find a place where you have things that you can do or you can have a wide array of things to do at your choosing and Bloomington has all that. I've come down here and um, there's not too much that I can't find to do down here to keep that piques my interest or holds my attention. I love it. Uh, I can go fishing. Uh, I can go out for hikes. I can go down to a vibrant nightlife. I can take in a jazz night. Um, the food's amazing. Evidently because I already had to buy two different pant sizes since moving here. Um, there's just no shortage of good things in Bloomington. All right, Mose. Thank you for taking your time because I know you're very busy <laughs> and you took time out of your day to spend time with me and I appreciate it. Catherine. And I truly mean it when I say you're one of my favorite humans. As you are mine, Catherine. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks, Mose. Bye-bye. Mose Rickey, Superintendent of Recreation for the City of Bloomington Parks, Recreation, and Cultural Arts Department. You know, it's people like Mose that truly make a difference in, not just for the city, but they make a difference in someone's day. I mean, he lights up a room the minute he walks in. It's, it's a gift. And I feel so lucky that I get to work with somebody like Mose every day. And honestly, I do feel like Bloomington is so lucky to have someone of his caliber on our team. Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of Bloomington Out Loud. I'm Catherine Murphy, Communication and External Affairs Manager for the City of Bloomington. Until next time, so long. Bloomington Out Loud is produced by the City of Bloomington Communication Office. Have a question? Want to suggest a topic? Drop us a note at bloomingtonoutloud at cityblm.org.